0: Hey everyone, my name is James, and I'm here with my young Jewish lover.
1: Uh, well, you should call you should call me James.
0: James, <laughs> you're right. I'm going to call you by. I don't understand it. I'm here with James, <laughs> and I'm Devin. <laughs> it feels weird. Um, this is Stick the Landing, a movie podcast where we talk about the end of movies and also other parts of the movies, including all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're covering the 2017 Best Picture nominees and today we are talking about call you by my name call me by your name call me call me call me by your name uh your name has been called by me (laughs) can we just really quickly i don't understand like it's effective by the end of the movie but why did they do that why do they call each other by their own names is that like a thing um because i'll tell you what i don't want to call you like if i'm in love with you or something i'm not calling you james would you date someone named james I mean, if it was right,
1: <laughs> word.
0: Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So we're talking about call you, by, call me by your name. <laughs>
1: call you by my name. Call, <laughs> Jesus.
0: Uh, uh, oh boy. <laughs> th- you just recently watched this for the first time. Yes. Give me your thoughts on the movie.
1: Uh, I know it was shot. Well, it's kind of a slow burn. Yep. Good summer movie. i I thought <laughs> army hammer, What's mm-hmm. it? Army, 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 Hammer? uh, had the he has the same voice as John Hamm, and I couldn't stop hearing John Hamm
0: whenever he. Spoke. Oh yeah, no, he kind of looks like John Hamm. It
1: was very distracting. I kept I kept hearing him as
0: John. And you're Hamm. like a big madman for
1: I am. And he, it felt like everything he said, he was scolding. Like no matter what he said, <laughs> whether it was nice or bad, he's like, it was just. It sounded like he was scolding like a child. It was very distracting. He
0: kind of was. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this movie at the main art when it came out, and. And it had like the same effect on me as I talk about the master by Paul Thomas Anderson. That was a movie where I watched it and was like good movie and then kind of just didn't think about it. But then like in the back of my mind, I was thinking about it all the time. And then, mm-hmm. you know, weeks later, I was like, no, hold on. Let me go back and watch this. And I was like, it's a masterpiece. And that's kind of how I felt about this movie. I, I was sort of underwhelmed in the theater. And then weeks later, I went back and uh, watched it again and was just like blown away. Uh, I'll start with the end of the movie which Mm -hmm. is just Timothy Chalamet crying into the camera while the credits roll
1: (laughs) Um, on Hanukkah during Hanukkah
0: Hanukkah in like somewhere in northern Italy.
1: That was maybe the best part of the movie. It's It's just like that cry he's doing.
0: I'm giving this movie like my favorite ending of the bunch. Like, I think this movie sticks the landing harder than any other movie on the list that we're covering. Mm -hmm. Um, And this last time I went and watched it, uh, it doesn't take much to get me to cry in a movie. Like, I'll, I'll cry at anything. But this time, I'm watching the movie, and he sits down, and that Sufjan Stevens song comes on, mm-hmm. and then it just like right next to his head, the title card just appears: "Call Me by Your Name," and I just like died. I was like, <laughs> "Oh God!" <laughs> oh, yeah. I, was a, I was a mess. Um, I, it, everything that kind of like happens to this little 17 year old kid with his emotions throughout the whole movie just sort of culminate to that one mm-hmm. moment of him like breaking down at the fireplace. Because <laughs> what uh, what leads up to that, right? Like
1: Army Hammer leaves he gets this wonderful speech from his
0: dad the best performance of the entire year yes is that scene both of them Mm -hmm. well we'll, I want to we'll get to it I think I want to talk more in depth about it but yeah he gets that speech from his dad and then he finds out that Army Hammer is getting married Mm -hmm. and he just has to like did you hear they're gonna make a sequel to this yep which is why I don't know this is not a movie you make a sequel to this is an Iron Man like it's like an indie. I'm hoping they go
1: the airbud route and they play football in the next one. We can't one. do this. <laughs> <laughs> we just spent like 15 that's minutes what they, off that's what talking gonna about airbud. I what can't do this. That's what they're going to say at the beginning of Call Me By Your Name, Two Golden
0: Retriever. We can- <laughs> what? <laughs> they're going to say, We can't do this, but then they're, they're going to do it. Football. With an, okay. No, I'm not going <laughs> to let you pitch that to me. I'm not going <laughs> to have it am like... Um, <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess we'll, I'm, I'd like to kind of go through the movie a little bit um, just cause there's so many good things that happen in it. Mm-hmm. This is by the way, c- clutch on us for not getting a guest or anything. Just two straight guys talking mm-hmm. about like the gayest movie of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll have a great uh, perspective on this. Yeah. Um, but the whole movie is about a young Timothy Chalamet
1: mm-hmm.
0: who um, has been working for a minute, but this is like his big, first big leading role. Yes. Um, and it's just like this slow burn movie about him falling in love with this uh foreign exchange student
1: like yeah, come intern to work with his dad. dad yeah,
0: they just kind of fall in love and then
1: very like academic European,
0: yeah, because Timothy Chalamet's dad is like a art like a art dude like I don't, what yeah. you, I don't know we are so not qualified <laughs> to talk about this movie um. But they they fall in love like very – and this is like the third Luca Guadagnino movie that he kind of deals with these like deep relationships. He did mm-hmm. – before this, he did A Bigger Splash and then I Am Love. Um, and I haven't seen I Am Love, but A Bigger Splash is very much the same way. He's he's really good at just like showing people fall in love without any – like he just lets it happen. Yeah, He doesn't write it or anything. It just like naturally happens on the screen. Um, and that definitely happens here, I think – you, you don't really rush in anything.
1: That's what I did enjoy about this is like, it is a movie where outside of them falling in love, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. There's no plot driving it other than right. that just happening. Cause it's not like there's betrayal. It's not like
0: no. there's a big obstacle to overcome. There's no like, there's no like deadline either. No. Like it's just kind of like happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, it, it kicks off with him meeting this Guy from America mm-hmm. and who's twenty
1: four. Army Hammer does not seem believable as a twenty four. Army Hammer seemed is, about thirty six. I think
0: he's in his thirties.
1: So, so that's the thing that is, made it a little weirder. They should have gotten a kid. They
0: should have gotten a, a younger kid. Year old I mean, kid. I thought Army Hammer was fucking phenomenal in this movie. Um, How old is Timbo Chalamet? Uh, he's early twenties, right? Yeah, twenty two. I think. Okay, he's twenty two, or he was twenty two when a he was seventeen year old. Yeah, well, he's a the little baby face boy, um, but. Yeah. That was like the one thing I kind of walked away from that movie and was just like, if this were, cause it's, they talk about the homosexuality in it a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's not a movie that's like, you know, like this hard examination of a kid coming out. Yeah. You know, it's really it's just more just about them falling in love and that's it. You know, they, they talk about it a little bit and there's a little bit of like secrecy between the two of them, but even at the end where he talks to his dad and like, it's all out in the open, it's, yeah. it's never a, a, a big obstacle. No, it really isn't. And I was like, Walking away from this movie, I'm like, he was like 24, and Elio was 17. Like, if this was just like a movie about a man and a woman, or a woman Mm -hmm. and a man, that'd be like really problematic. I feel Mm -hmm. like, I feel like a lot, and I don't think anyone really grabbed onto that. Which, like,
1: I feel like it's uh, a little more permissive in Europe in terms of like age of consent stuff. I think maybe a little more like 16, but I I think it would have read differently if Army Hammer. Seemed younger, but yeah. he does not seem like a twenty-four year old. No,
0: no, Army Hammer's got to be in his thirties. Yes, you know, um, I mean, he's good-looking dude. He looks young for like in his thirties, but he. Where was look... his twin? What is that guy's name? The guy from the Social Network? Yeah. Oh God,
1: the Winklevoss twins. <laughs> yes, they just got. Remember. They couldn't afford both of them for this movie, so they just hired. I don't Army Hammer.
0: They needed to do that because they only needed one person. It huh. would have been a weird expense. Um... <laughs> But anyways, going back to like, <laughs> going back to the weird age gap. Um, I'm actually pulling up Army Hammer's age right now because I'm really curious. His 80- name is Armand, correct? Uh, Arm- Armand, yeah.
1: So he's Arm and Arm and Hammer. Oh, that's fucking stupid. That's such a oh. I, poor, I don't blame that.
0: him for changing his name to Army. Arm and Hammer, poor guy. Um, I don't. Okay, really weird. The, the first time we're watching this movie, he's first build. Word. Weird. Like, cause this movie is totally about Timothy Chalamet Yeah, and it's all like, that's weird that he was first built. Um, so yeah, like they, they fall in love and then that's like the whole movie, right? I mean, there's yeah. not really much to talk about with the plot. There's just a lot of really good like scenes. Um, did you want to dive into any scenes specifically? I have a couple.
1: I mean, I think there are a few we have to hit, including the speech from the dad. You definitely have to hit the peach.
0: I'm ready. I'm ready for the peach. Let's just start we'll, the we can peach. ping pong a little bit. Word. So, there's a scene in this movie. This movie is based off a book. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene in this movie where Timothy Chalamet's character Elio takes a peach, realizes it looks like a butt. Yeah, it starts to kind of like carve it out with his thumb and then fucks the he peach. He fingers the shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah, like sensually. Mm-hmm. And then he like uses the peach to. It's real, real, real shocking. The first time I watched it, I yeah. was like, oh, ooh, he's it doing was, that.
1: I, I I think it was it was very noisy. It was a loud peach I mean it was like a super sensual scene yes. and he's like got like, you know, peach juice dripping down his chest and stuff. I read that in the book Army Hammer Eats the Peach.
0: Yeah, he almost does in the movie. Yeah. In the book um, he does. I mean gross. Um No. There's a really uh fun article that Luca Guadagnino did, it's mm-hmm. like an interview and they were asking about the scene. Um, because it's a you know it's a notable scene, I would say. Yeah. Uh, he didn't want to do the scene because he thought it just translated better through reading it, right. and he's like, I don't think this is something that like, and uh, he like struggled with it a lot, and like you know, I think James Ivory, who wrote the movie, was like, we have to do it. Yeah. Um, and Luca Guadagnino went home got a peach and like tried it to see if it worked Word. and it did. And then he brought it to Timothy Chalamet and was like, we can do the scene, man. Like it works. And Timothy Chalamet was like, yeah, I know I tried it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they were both like secretly like, I wonder if I can do this. And I was like, watching, I was like, should, should I do that? <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I, I did. I, would. Um, <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't, I don't have any. What are you doing like
0: later? That? You want to go get some peaches? And- I,
1: don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay cool I'm just thinking about the logistics of it it seems like fruit has it's acidic and it just doesn't no
0: it's probably a bad idea yeah like hygiene wise yeah I don't know I don't know anything about peach And I don't analogy. really like peaches you don't no good fuck peaches <laughs> <laughs> word um, yeah no that's a pretty pretty big scene in the movie yeah. and that's like a scene where he breaks down because Army Hammer is I'm I i do not like you don't get any backstory from either of these characters. No. Like you don't know if Army Hammer's ever had like a gay experience before. You know Elio hasn't. And like
1: I think you get a little bit of implication from Army Hammer when they're when they first make out. They're like laying in the grass after they went uh swimming in that yeah. little pond. And God, just a he, lovely scene. That uh, was beautiful. He has this like he says something, he's like you know, stop. We haven't done anything wrong. Yeah, I've been good, and it felt like there's this implication, like he He's done knows this what how this goes. Okay.
0: Oh, I, I, I'm. I don't think I read into it, but I could see like that you can get that implication. Um, I think one of my favorite scenes in the movie comes like very early on, where they're um, the they're- psychedelic furs. Okay, we could talk all about the fucking psychedelic furs, dude. My face lit up in excitement the first time I like I was in the theaters. And I wanted to stand up when that needle drop happened, and yeah. like I was so fucking hype on that because that's one of my favorite songs, mm-hmm. is "Love My Way" by the psychedelic furs. It's such a
1: it's like jam. one of the only overt like eighties things in this movie.
0: It's very eighties, yeah.
1: Sometimes. I, I get tired of movies set in the 80s who just blow it out with 80s shit. Yeah. They're like, here's the sweet it's like, neon light yeah. like drop top. This movie like, doesn't do that.
0: for the No. Part, it's all set, set in this really beautiful village. So it's yeah. like you don't get like this outside It's American got a timelessness thing. to it. It really does. Um, aside from his cool talking head shirt. Yeah, that was dope. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's psychedelic like first.
1: I was watching it and I was like, you know, Tim Chalamet at the beginning is just like sitting and smoking a cigarette and watching him dance to it, and I was like, sometimes I'm the one smoking a cigarette watching the dance, and sometimes I'm Army Hammer doing the dance. I was like, I've been both of those people.
0: <laughs> well, and then, and then he I was gets like, up- call me by your name. Sure. Uh, <laughs> good job, James. He <laughs> he gets up and then fucking Timothy shelmay has got some good moves. Yeah. They're both pretty. They're both pretty he good. He is dancing. so
1: magnetic and charismatic. Even when he's being like really
0: precocious he's or very bratty, bratty. Yeah. He plays it off su- like in he's, a super likable way. This might have been like – Front to back, the whole movie. I, th- I think Michael Stuhlbarg's scene at the end of this movie is my favorite performance of the whole year. Yeah. But as far as a full performance goes, like, everything that he does, th- like, he was perfect in this movie. And, like, the whole performance was probably the best thing that happened all year. Um, and, like, every every scene in this movie, he he's conveying something. And, like, even when he gets up to dance in that scene, like, you can tell he's just kind of, like, trying to get in there and show off a little mm-hmm. bit. And, like – it's stunning, like how how much he conveys in every single movement.
1: For like kind of a bratty pouty kid, he's fucking cool in this movie. He's like you watch, so you are like, cool. man. And I And his girlfriend
0: be that guy. really likes him. Like, yes. like uh, I think her name's Maria or Marcia or something. Uh, but like the whole movie, like she's always like showing up and she's like, oh, Elio, Elio. She wants to see him and hang out with him because he's cool as fuck. He's fucking. He's really got cool, cool little shorts. I, I wish I could wear little shorts like that. You could. I could. I could wear them, but I wouldn't look good. I own little shorts. I could see you wearing a little. Sh- you could be a little t- Timmy that shall. He's it. tall. He is. I didn't know he was tall. That's probably why they got Army Hammer because Army Hammer had to tower over him. Yeah, he's a giant. Yeah.
1: How tall is Army Hammer? Can you look at? Mm,
0: um, I'm looking at it right here. Nine foot four. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's a big dude. Um. Anyways, <laughs> the psychedelic first scene was exciting, but it's not my favorite scene. I, I think that scene where they're at the World War One statue and. Did you read that thing today? No, what thing?
1: Uh today they posted something that the he was trying to figure out how to shoot that and he couldn't figure it out and Army Hammer was the one who suggested keep it as a oneer, keep it panned out wide and just like run it across. Really? That shot was Army Hammer's idea, which is crazy.
0: It's like probably my favorite shot in the Beautiful. whole movie. Yeah, you've got this statue, they're both walking around it in separate directions while Elio is like quietly coming out to him
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's like an army hammers. Like we can't talk about that. And like, they don't ever say anything explicitly, No, but you know what's happening. And it's like, it's a very like an emotionally charged scene, but yeah, they're like on opposite ends of the statue. It's really, they
1: do it in this super wide shot. It's like, they shot the whole thing with like prime lenses. They shot so mm-hmm. much of it. And and these shots that don't have a lot of movement. So it's like, you're getting parts of this conversation 50 feet away it's amazing and then it kind of pulls and moves around the monument and they like
0: meet up on the other end yeah yeah that's, that's that was beautiful yeah that that whole scene was just like again one of those things where i saw it the first time i was like okay it's fine and then i watched it again and it was like oh jesus this is like the best shot i've ever seen um so they—that's th- like one of the earlier scenes where they start to explore like mm-hmm. what's going to happen later, and then you get the scene of them on like the riverbank, I guess, in that yep. grass, and they actually start—they they start kissing there, and Army Hammer's kind of pushing him away. It's such a weird like—I I guess like near the end of the movie, he he gives that speech of he's like, I didn't want to like hurt you, or I didn't want to. What did he say? He said I didn't want to confuse you. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what happens the whole movie is. Yeah. you know they want to be together, but the older one doesn't want to. Yeah. Confuse the young kid. I feel like I this guess. movie
1: – I loved this movie. It was it was excellent. But I feel like if there was a weak point, it was Armand Hammer.
0: The character or his performance? His performance. Really?
1: Yeah. I is feel ju- like – Is he just
0: too old to do this?
1: I think he's a little too old and there's something – like I know he has to – I know he has to play emotionally distant for parts of this. But the places where he's supposed to lean in and – be emotionally vulnerable didn't read Not as, as real well and playing I, against timothy chalamet
0: who's just who's wide open amazing. who's yeah. just wide open the whole movie um oh my god he's so he's so fucking good in this movie and there's three uh, we can talk about kind of the the music in this movie cuz it's mm-hmm. really good um but there's three original tracks by I looked it up Sufjan Stevens there you go um the first one we hear is when it's like after they've kind of both admitted, Mm -hmm. I mean, it might've been right after that statue scene. And it's just like this gorgeous, like folksy music by Sufjan Stevens. And you just see like this weird shot of Timothy Chalamet with that necklace in his mouth. Yeah. And there's like a weird lens flare over the whole thing. And you Mm can just see him like, like just reacting kind of to himself about everything that's going through his head. It's the whole movie is so emotional and it's, it's a really vulnerable movie. Yeah. I, I love, I love this movie so much. Um, the next time we hear Sufjan Stevens is Mystery of Love, which is like the song mm-hmm. for this movie, um, which happens right before they sleep together for the first time. Yeah. Now, here's my, my biggest complaint about the movie. You said yours is Army Hammer, Arm and Hammer. My biggest complaint about this movie is there's no dicks. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I
1: wasn't sure going into it whether or not they were going to, like, lean into.
0: There's not a dick to be found. No. Which is weird. It's a gay romance movie. And, like, he has sex with his girlfriend, and we see her fully naked. Yeah. Like, and I don't see one dick. Yeah,
1: that's kind of messed up.
0: I mean, listen. Give I me wonder, a little peek of the I peen, you know what why. I mean? I why. I don't know. It's a weird choice.
1: That is. I feel like maybe – I feel like censors are harder on, like, full frontal male nudity than they are on female nudity. Uh, maybe. I think but that's like, kind of like a like, male gaze thing. But, but, but
0: I mean, like – just to come back at it a bigger splash which was just guadagnino's last movie like you get a lot of ray fines dick in that movie word like a lot of it so i know he's not i know i don't know it was just like a weird thing that you don't see any dick what in ray fines dick like um fine word. just a normal yeah nothing impressive nothing to write home about it's not like a fast bender kind of thing where you're like whoa um
1: although you know what it would have been weird seeing a 17 year old stick the character 17 well then show me some army dick
0: yeah yeah show me, show me that arm and hammer
1: Maybe in the sequel.
0: Yeah. Um, Let's take a quick break, Mm -hmm. and then we'll come back, talk Oscars, talk about some more key scenes, and Mm -hmm. then uh, wrap it up. Yeah, boy. All right. Be right back. okay we're back De- uh, Devin devon fuck mary kill this whole cast go
1: oh man probably mary uh michael stool barg Bar- Bar- yeah Bar- uh fuck tim chalamet Kill Army Hammer. We're on the same there page, go man. There. Good. I just
0: wanted to make sure we were aligned before we went anywhere else. I'm on the same page as you. Um, let's dive into the Oscars this mm-hmm. year. This movie got nominated for four.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Best Picture, Best Lead Actor, Timothy Chalamet, who at 22 is like the like youngest nominee in like I don't like it was like a crazy amount of years. Um, and had he won, he would have been the youngest winner I think ever. That's crazy. Um,
1: I can't not to take this on on a side, but I cannot wait for him in Greta Gerwig's Little Women.
0: And you're excited for I'm it? I'm so you're fired very up, excited for it. Who oh else is my in? God. Is it
1: Emma Watson, yeah, that's Saoirse like a, Ronan,
0: Meryl Streep,
1: Meryl? Yeah, Meryl Streep. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be a <laughs> good. one. It's gonna be wild. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Um, yeah, he Like he gets nominated for best actor at such a young age. I thought that was so cool, and when you put him up like, like that was a really cool um, thing for him to be a part of because you got Daniel Day-Lewis who's like the best of all time. Mm-hmm. You got Gary Oldman who's like pretty high up there. He's pretty damn good. You got Denzel Washington who's another best of all time actor. You got him and uh, Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out. Like that was a really cool. I don't know that that must have felt cool as 22 to be oh, like yeah. looking at your peers and like
1: I don't know about you but I'm feeling
0: 22. So uh <laughs> moving on from whatever that was t swift yeah yeah um it got adapted best adapted screenplay at one four. that's james ivory he won best adapted screenplay oh i gotta take a quick segue i'm wearing my timothy chalamet shirt right now i had to wear it oh, because we were yeah. doing this episode yeah i got a cool timothy chalamet shirt
1: uh what were the other best adapted nominees
0: best adapted um shit um logan Okay. Yeah, they gave a comic book one. Um, I'm not going to be able to pull this out of my ass right right now. I don't know. someone look I'll, it up. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I'll move on. Um, I'll tell the story about this shirt. So I have a Timothy Chalamet shirt on right now, and it's actually from Call Me by Your Name. It's just like a weird drawing of Timothy Chalamet. Did you get a good look? You like it? Um, so. James Ivory, who is a very old white man, shows up to the Oscars this year because he gets nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay and he's wearing a very sharp tuxedo, but on his like white vest is just this picture of Timothy Chalamet <laughs> like drawn onto his gorgeous tuxedo and I was like that's the coolest shit I've ever seen. A couple months go by and scrolling through Facebook and you know they've got those sponsored ads on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And Facebook's all like, "Yo James, remember when James Ivory Academy Award winning screenplay writer wore that Timothy Chalamet shirt to the Oscars? And I was like, Yeah, Facebook, I know exactly what you're talking about. And they're like, How would you like to have that shirt? And I said, Yes, please. So I bought yeah, this shirt. Yeah,
1: freaking call me by your James. We <laughs> got yeah, Call Me by Your Name, the Disaster Artist. Oh, yeah, adapted
0: from his book.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound.
0: Molly's Game. Um, did you see Molly's game? Nah. No. No. First, Aaron Sorkin's like first directorial movie is fine. Not didn't need to get anyways. Um, so it wins best adapted screenplay, rightly so. Yeah, the so. script for this movie rules. Um,
1: and it, it was up a, like those are all. Yeah, like, you Those
0: are like powerhouse screen. None of those are. Not one of those are. Um, and then it gets best gets nominated for best original song, which is like a really weird category that the Oscars has. It's just like songs that show up in the movie that aren't. Part mm-hmm. of I don't know I don't really understand it, but "Mystery of Love," which is the wrong song to nominate for this movie, because the the song that's like the mo- that is "Visions of Gideon," which is that last that camp that fire scene. Mm-hmm. That's the Sufjan Stevens song that plays while he's crying. Like that's the song you nominate because that's the the song of the movie. Yeah, I don't. know. I just that was kind of a weird nomination because that "Mystery of Love" is a good song, but it's not important in the movie.
1: And Sufjan Stevens. Uh, said he put out Illinois and then he put out an album about Michigan and said he was going to put out an album for every state yeah, and g- really thought he was going to do 50 fucking albums. What did he
0: do? Two? Two. Yeah, good job. And then he did Carrie Olao. It was a great album. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I only got those four. Here's, um, what,
1: here's what that was up against.
0: Uh, Mystery of Love?
1: Yeah. Coco, I could probably oh, hold on. me.
0: I want to try and do this one. Hey, some bullshit-ass song from that Fucking Hugh Jackman movie, The Greatest Showman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I think Mary J. Blige got one for Mudbound.
1: Mm-hmm. And Raphael Sadiq. Oh.
0: Yeah. It was four, right? Just those four? Or was yeah. there one more? Yeah, Hold one on. One more. It was Remember Me, Greatest Showman.
1: It's someone who's already won an Oscar for Best Original Song.
0: Common. Common from for Marshall. Marshall. That's right. Yeah. Common's a fucking superstar. Common. Can we do a whole season about common? Yep. I love common so fucking much. Um, I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it as far as the Oscars go. Nothing really surprising. I mean, I, I wanted Timothy Chalamet to win just for like the, Ooh, he would have been the youngest. Um, but he wasn't. Gonna, I
1: wanted Michael Stuhlbarg to get best supporting.
0: Biggest snub ever. God, the speech at the end. Man. The spe- No, that like he's very good the whole movie. He stooled the show. He stooled all over the place. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I quit the podcast. Like, you can go ahead and just do this rest of this by yourself. Um, no, that's like the the worst snub I think of the whole Oscar run because in best supporting actor that year you get Woody Harrelson. For three billboards and Sam Rockwell for three billboards, like mm-hmm. get Woody Harrelson out of there and slip me some Stuhlbarg.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it, I Sam Rockwell was going to win no matter what because everyone was just kind of like rallying behind him and he was winning all the other you know like lead up awards. Um, but yeah, the fact that Stulberg didn't get a nomination, I do want to touch on the the fact that Michael Stulberg was in three Best Pictures this year, yeah. which I looked up is has only been done six times. In history, the last time it happened was John C. C. Riley, Riley for Chicago, Chicago and like gangs of New York. Yes. And there was one other one. I can't remember it. I oh. never do. It's like a movie that no one remembers. Yeah. But so that was the last time it happened that year. And then the, the, the time it happened before was like in the fucking thirties or some shit. That's crazy. Like it. It doesn't happen. Michael Stuhlbarg is one of those dudes where he was like
1: a, a face that I would see and I couldn't remember his name, mm-hmm. but he kept popping up and shit. And he's slowly become one of my favorite actors. Oh,
0: he's like my top 10 right now. Like I, when I hear his name, I'm like, I'm there. I'm Michael all
1: Stuhlbarg in A Serious Man is one of my favorite performances ever. I fucking love that
0: movie. We should do like a Coen Brothers season yeah. just to do that movie. Yeah, um, because he that movie is fucking stunning. And we he's could so do a Coen
1: Brothers season of some of the less uh, yeah recognized Coen Brothers movies because yeah. uh, some of their like deeper cuts are some of my favorites. Yeah, uh, I agree.
0: Oh my god, A Series Man's probably top three for me. I love that movie. Top three Coen Brothers movie. Um, I feel
1: like John C. Riley could have successfully played the Michael
0: Stuhlberg part in this. movie. I could see that. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. He's I, I, a lot of people. Cinephiles know this that he's a fantastic fucking actor, but I feel like you know most people just know him from like oh he's Will Ferrell's buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's like one of the best fucking actors that's working right now, and I I would
1: I, read I love when he comes he out being serious. Collects amateur clown paintings Correct. from the sixties, and his wife will not let him hang them up. In this the house. is
0: all true. Everything you've heard is true.
1: <laughs> you know from you personally, right?
0: No, I, he's my uncle. Um, but <laughs> I don't. God, I am just thinking about John C. Riley um in this part. In this part right now. And I would just I would it. love that.
1: He plays like understanding fathers very, very well,
0: well. Very well. Didn't you see what we know we need to talk about, Kevin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Do you wanna okay, like I, I'm trying to think if there's really anything else. I mean, we talk let's just dive into that fucking scene with Michael Stuhlbarg.
1: God, he's so understanding and like He's the best dad. He knows so he, how to like have a conversation that lets Timothy Chalamet open up, but yep. also like grieve.
0: Yeah, it's the whole scene is centered around, you know, Oliver just left and Timothy Chalamet's character is just kind of destroyed over it. And Michael Stuhlbarg, who's playing Chalamet's father in this movie, just kind of starts talking about how important their friendship was and mm-hmm. then just kind of segues into like You'll, you know, you had something that I never had, you know, I love your mother, but like, it,
1: he says like, I came close once yeah. and it's like, he opens up without getting too specific and he has that really good bit about just like, you're going to want to shut yourself off, but it's okay to just grieve and feel bad, Yeah, which is like advice you don't ever hear in movies. No,
0: it's the most real shit. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I it was jaw dropping in, in like the first time I saw it. Yeah. Cause it's a long scene too. It goes on for a minute and Timothy Chalamet is not doing much in that scene, but he's reacting and Mm -hmm. like what he's giving Stuhlbarg is amazing. Like he's just kind of tearing up and just sort of listening to his father. And then when he says, have I spoken out of turn?
1: God, that's the line. (laughs) It's it. Have Have I I spoken spoken out out of
0: turn? so good. Um, Yeah. That's the, that, that scene is the scene of the year. For I me. could
1: practice that monologue for 15 years and never deliver it. the no, way. He delivers. No. it. No.
0: And Michael Stuhlbarg is not a guy that people know. He, he picks up these little tiny supporting roles, men in black three. When he played the eccentric alien guy, I, I didn't see men in black. Oh, 3 I'm so sorry. He's great. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. He plays, he's like in, he's in the post for four seconds. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about him in the shape of water. Um, and yeah, his only like big role is a serious man, which he was fantastic in. He's no like a no-name man. doctor in Doctor Strange. Like he just has all these little like thankless roles. And then he just shows up and Fargo, just delivers three. Was he in season three? Yeah. Jesus. But yeah, and then he just shows up in this movie and just delivers the most impressive God. like m- dialogue that I've ever seen. Um. Anyways, there's not really any other if scenes in the movie. If you
1: had to cast the worst actor
0: to, to play give that, that
1: monologue, who would it be?
0: Kevin Hart. <laughs> I do that was a knee jerk reaction. Gilbert
1: Godfrey. Oh yeah. That'd be um, really
0: bad. Oh, that's a good Gary Oldman. <laughs> God damn it.
1: <laughs> Who's the, the worst, worst person? I I, you
0: you might've hit game. it on the head there with Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to try to a Gilbert. I don't want to uh, spike the mic out or anything like that. <laughs> um,
1: Who's the worst person you could cast to play the Timothy Chalamet
0: role? Are we just okay, are we going to just okay.
1: Hayden Christensen.
0: Oh fuck. <laughs> it would be so bad. Yeah. I mean, he's he's never recovered. <laughs> no. I don't want to talk about Hayden Christensen's career at all. Um <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I I wanted to talk about was the ending of this movie.
1: A uh, f- uh, Freddie from iCarly would be the worst person to age. play the Timothy shell role in
0: this. Um, I did want to talk about the last scene of the movie now that we've kind of discussed everything else, which is this absolutely like shockingly good scene mm-hmm. of him just crying. He just sits in front of the fireplace and cries while the credits roll. I mean, like, how do you, who You'd, ends a movie, who ends a movie like that?
1: Because it doesn't end with a bang. It ends with like... I like a, a whimper, yeah, an actual whimper. You know? Yeah, it's like,
0: um, cool little fun fact behind the scenes, little thing. He actually played the music on this, like on the set, just really? so like Timothy Stanley had kind of cues to go on when he was crying. Um,
1: I kind of would have been okay if they had played Love My Way again at the end of the movie while Okay.
0: I do want to just go back to the scene where <laughs> Army Hammer hears Love My Way like from an alleyway. Yeah. That's my reaction every time I hear that mo- that song. I'm like, wait, you guys hear it? You guys hear it? And he goes running after Love My Way by the Psychedelic Furs, <laughs> like finding some car that's blaring and just dances with the strangers. That's me.
1: My uncle went to see the Psychedelic Furs last year and said they, it was a great concert. Didn't they play it like
0: the Magic Stick or some The Majestic, shit? Oh, okay. yeah. We should go next <laughs> time they come. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Okay, you got any other last thoughts? I think I'm all done.
1: Um No, I think I hit everything. I'm yeah. I hit.
0: mean, call me by your name too.
1: Do we need it? Yeah.
0: Call I you, guess. Oh, I guess the sequel would have to be I'll call you by mine.
1: Yeah. That would that's be the smart good. thing
0: to call it. Like they did they didn't do that with Now You See Me. They said, Now you see me too. No, the, the sequel should have been called Now You Don't.
1: I want to plug uh Fran Hoppner who is a comedian and a writer uh, who wrote a really good list of all of the names they could have named. Now you see me too. Uh, <laughs> alternate titles. It's, I don't remember where they published it. It's brilliant. And I recommend you track it down because it's amazing. Cause
0: now you see me too. is just an awful
1: choice. If she would do that for this movie, Fran, if you're listening, please, please do. Cause there are a lot of variations on this and I would love all of them. Could have been now you see
0: me also. <laughs> Now you see me too. T O O, kind of like Dumb and Dumber too. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm done. Uh, we got to cut this off. Do um, you got anything you need to plug? Anything uh, fun coming up for you?
1: Uh, all the Airbud movies are on DVD. Uh, Why? Come on, are you plugging the airbug <laughs> Because if I don't champion those movies, who's going to? No one, and that's fine.
0: Most and this valuable is the primate one, two, and three. We're done. I'm done. Where I'm cutting us off. This is the end of the episode. You Thank you for me on listening. me Twitter
1: at Devin Roseney.
0: Now you do the valuable thing. <laughs> God damn it! Most valuable primate. I'm done. I'm out. Thank you for listening. Please turn this off. Check us out on MySpace. <laughs>